Oh, rolling. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 954, October 28th, 2022. We had a record high of 75 degrees on this day in 1948. And it was, uh, we had a low of 17 degrees on two occasions, 1905 and 1925. And I want to tell you that the local meteorologists on TV have been having a great deal of fun uh, pointing out what a mild Halloween this is going to be coming up Monday, mm-hmm. 62 degrees. Yes. And uh, I'm, I'm here to tell you that uh, on October 29th, 30th, and I, do, I don't want to ruin the surprise, but we were in the 80s in 1950. Wow. Okay. And the last 80s coming up, mm-hmm. the, last, uh, the last recorded uh, 80 is coming up uh, Monday, which is Halloween. So there. Yeah. Uh, we've, been, we've been much warmer than this. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes it's higher, sometimes it's lower. Mm-hmm. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic. With Chris Reavers, Manning Technology Corner. Hi. Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop. John Hyde in the newsroom. And of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. We have a uh, volcano update from the uh, Garage Logic geologist, Stacy, who notes that Mauna Loa. Uh, is threatening to erupt. It hasn't erupted since 1984. Hmm. It's not erupting, and there are no signs of an imminent eruption at the time. However, Mauna Loa continues to be in a state of heightened unrest. This is Mother's Swimsuit Area. As indicated by increased earthquake activity and inflation of the summit, the current unrest is most likely being driven by renewed input of magma two to five miles beneath Mauna Loa's summit. Monitoring data show no significant changes in the past day. But uh, we're on high alert there. Okay. And again, uh, you euphorians driving your evil electric cars. Oh, they're not evil. The, the mining required to get the batteries is evil. Uh, Battery. You, you can't do a thing about this. This is nature. If she blows, she blows. And uh, it's going to be rough. And uh, that's the update. Uh, Stacy wants us to know. Interesting. It hasn't erupted since 1984. Okay. And we're still here. Well, yeah, we're hanging in there, regardless of what nature throws at us. Was it 1984 the name of the album that featured Eruption by Van Halen? No. No. Dang it. I thought I made a good link. No. That was awful. That was Jump. No. Damn it. Oh, okay. I don't know. Looky, looky, looky. Who wants a cookie? What's on page B5? That is deep. That's the, in metro, the metro section. Deep in the metro the section. Star Tribune. At the bottom. They note the death of the victim of da- of a daunt of an alleged Dante Wright shooting. Caleb <clears throat> Livingston died. We mentioned this yesterday and said. We have no uh, notice of this in the conventional news gathering institutions. And uh, Caleb's lawyer, Mike Patton, uh, emailed me today and said, uh, by the way, Caleb's his client, and said, maybe they listen to your show because it's in the paper today. Hmm. And but read the headline. 
Teen disabled in 2019 Minneapolis shooting has died. Hmm. Hmm. Bias? Hmm. See, Caleb, uh, Caleb Jachin Dwayne Livingston never really served the purpose of the Star Tribune's agenda. Mm-hmm. He was uh, collateral damage. And this poor guy, he got shot allegedly by uh, Dante Wright and then led a miserable life for mm-hmm. a year and a half and finally finally died. Uh, uh, Attorney Padden said Livingston was living in Illinois with his mom when he died Sunday. It's clear that his death was a result of his serious injuries from being shot in the head, Padden said. Uh, and But this this didn't make the news until today. It could have been in the news earlier. But again, uh, it's a dreadful thing to point out, but the agenda is that Dante Wright was the star of this entire episode, and he was victimized by an unfortunate police accident. And but the fellow that he left for naught uh, has finally succumbed, and you get it in the paper today. Buried about as deep as you can bury it. Mm-hmm. Um, Dante Wright's name doesn't figure into the story until the seventh paragraph, Joe. What? Livingston's mother filed a personal injury lawsuit in Hennepin County District Court May 20 uh, 2021 seeking damages from the estate of Dante Wright. They don't say what Dante Wright did until the ninth paragraph. Mm-hmm. The suit alleges Wright intentionally shot Livingston striking him in the head. Mm-hmm. And then of course they give us all the details about Kim Potter and whatnot at the end. But institutionally, I won't cite any individual reporter because I don't remember who wrote the pieces. Oh, that's easy enough. Paul Walsh and Rochelle Olson contributed. No, for this story. Right. I'm going back to the beginning. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, It's clear that institutionally, Dante Wright served your agenda, and this poor bastard just was left to die. Right. I say poor bastard kindly. By that, I mean this poor guy was left to die. And, And it didn't serve your purpose. It didn't serve your purpose in the uh, in the chaos that was 2020 uh, in the George Floyd death. It, it didn't serve your purpose to to bring this fellow into play and make him an important part of the story. Where would you place this, Joe? Well, given well, see, I never would have had the agenda to begin with. Uh, no, I, I mean the story today in today's Star Tribune. Where would you place this if you were on the editorial board? Well, if I was level-headed and reasonable in uh, making these editorial decisions, I would have had to say, look, we were top of the sheet every day on this, and uh, we can't bury this story. That's what I would have said. Well, I'm a zealot. I would have gone above the fold on the front page. Yeah. And I discovered something yesterday— about the political ads we're all sick of. I don't care who's running or what party you are. They're all just, you want to throw your meatloaf at the TV. It's just just horrible. And I discovered something uh, because I was writing about how dreadful these ads are. For just a brief example, Uh, Tyler Kistner, of course, is accused of being uh, dangerous and with the drug companies and extreme, mm-hmm. uh, basically because he has the moral imperative to believe that abortion, uh, with the exception 
of rape and incest and the safety of the mother. That's his view. Right. And if you go to his website, he has 16 issues. Okay. Abortion ranks 13 on his priority list, and yet he's being made to sound like the first thing he's going to do is clamp down on abortion. He said, no, I favor it in, or it should be safe and available in rape, incest, and safety of the mother. Is that extreme? No. That's not extreme. What does that say about us as a culture, if that's thought to be extreme? Yes, you in the back. It's because that's the only thing that the Craig campaign can latch on to. Because they know he's a better fit for office than she is. Well, how come... Uh, and Jensen I, uh, might as well be Michael Myers uh, having just escaped from the mental hospital right. and returning to Haddonfield. Uh, <laughs> and he's going to give each school a $1.29. Oh, no, black hole, black hole. And every, every billionaire <laughs> in the state is going to get a tax relief. Well, A, no, they're not. And two... There are about five billionaires in Minnesota, and I don't think it's plausible that they're waiting for, for Jensen to give them a tax break. No. Now, if Jensen's more extreme on uh, abortion uh, than Tyler Kistner, for example, I don't know, but I went to, I, and here's my discovery, when I went to Jensen's website to get his official campaign position, you don't get a Jensen uh, piece uh, in the, uh, what am I trying to say? In the available, in the, in, in the uh, providing of all the articles from the Google on Jensen, mm-hmm. you got to go down about three before you get his official campaign website. The first two are national packs warning you against Jensen. Oh, really? Yeah. So if you want to go look, so they're paid ads. Same with, mm-hmm. uh, no. same with uh, Ellison. If you go to the Ellison site to get his official campaign website, or I'm sorry, if you go to Jim Schultz to get his official campaign website, you get first national money warning you about Jim Schultz. So the the whole thing is... Uh, we need to fix this. Well, there's no fixing it. Uh, these are greedy people who want to hang on to power. And, and the only thing that they're trying to do is they're just trying to flood the entire ecosystem with nothing but misleading attack ads, and both sides are doing it, by the way. It's, mm-hmm. it's but they're only doing this because they're trying to create this element and this layer of confusion with the voter that pays very to little attention. And, and, and is stupid. And I'm... Stupid uh, voters. And I'm... Uh, God. I'm, we're being played for saps. Yes. We're being lied to. Yes. We're being deceived. Uh, the hypocrisy does not even exist with these people. I the hearken, condescension. I hearken back to the Angie Craig ad when, to escape the exhaustion she faces in Washington, she <clears> comes <throat> home and hops in a Jeep Wrangler. Oh, yeah. She's got a new fu- one. Fills it full of gas and then goes tearing through the countryside, and yet she's accusing Kistner of somehow already being a toady of big oil, and big oil, of course, is gouging the consumer. I'm... I'm uh, I'm willing to believe that big oil is making a great deal of money, but they have a scarce product right now, and uh, they're making a lot of money off it. But doesn't that mean Angie has to go to the gas station and fill up that Wrangler for one of her tool arounds? Mm-hmm. She's yeah. got a new one now, now. she's just a beer swiller. Yeah, before, she's sitting around the, yeah, she's just sitting around the table. Before we get to too far her. down the road with Angie and her Jeep, uh, I have a little bit of an issue with Kistner because I think he could easily solve this abortion nonsense. 
Um, and it was actually solved for him today in the play letter to the editor in the Star Tribune by a guy named John Windsor mm-hmm. of Apple Valley. The second paragraph, and this is so simple and quick, and it just resolves all the question. Kissner's running for Congress, a federal office. Recent U.S. Supreme Court decision defederalized abortion, meaning that Congress has no power to regulate abortion in right. Minnesota. Moreover, the Minnesota Supreme Court held in Doe versus Gomez in 95 that the Minnesota Constitution secures a right to abortion. The issue is therefore moot for the foreseeable future. All all Kissner has to do, and what did that take me, 30 seconds? Yeah, and yep. all Jensen has to do is the same thing. Just whip up an ad that plainly states where we're at, and it'll prove to everybody right. that these guys are frauds. It places on a very, it places us, though, uh, and, and all of that's true. Uh, Jensen, for example, couldn't uh, prevent abortion without a constitutional amendment, which is, that's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. So why, is it a moral thing with that? Are they trying to get Republican vote? I don't understand why they don't defend themselves like this. No, they're playing to their base, which is keep your hands off my body. Never mind that once the child is born, you want the government to subsidize the child. But in the meantime, no. Here's here's the problem. Uh, abortion is a dreadful, dreadful topic. But it places the country on a terrible ledge to think that you're an extreme political candidate mm-hmm. if you oppose abortion up to the last minute. That's Jensen's position, by the way. He opposes late-term and partial birth abortions. Does that make him extreme? Not in my book. Not in my book. No. What does it say about us as a society that we we advocate uh, that you should be able to have an abortion any time you want for any reason? Question. And I'm asking because I don't know. Well, what if the seventh or eighth month we find out if this goes any further, mom is going to die. I'm sure that that would be considered the safety of the mother. Okay. I, right. I can it, only this is a dark, dark subject. To answer oh. your question, this goes along the lines of all the time when we have these horrific stories of school shootings, the loss of the value of life has seeped into the absolute lowest level in this country. I just can't believe you're called a zealot and a nut and an extremist if you don't want to kill babies. Right. Right. Um, here's the uh, here's the latest. Now, me. can I defend oh. Walls for a minute? Oh, sure. Whoa. Just to be fair. What? To be fair. You've got national money. You've got national money telling us that Walls was a police defunder. Well, no, he wasn't. No, he He was acted not. poorly. He didn't act fast enough. He didn't bring in the National Guard. He didn't hold any police chief's hand. But he never called for defunding the police. He did not. And you get that when you go on Correct. another website. And, and he did not. In fact, when that was going on, you guys need to refresh my memory because I was asked about this from, from someone close to me. Was it, weren't we led to believe, or didn't we come to the conclusion that maybe Walls did act so... Uh, slowly, because he wanted to let the mayor hang out to dry? Did, uh, maybe. I don't know. Did we come to that conclusion? But I can't Ruck, remember. Why don't you give us your latest breaking news? Or is that not for public? Uh, wait, let me answer that um, for Chris. Could that just simply be Hanlon's razor? He's just oh, yeah. dumb? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. All right. 
Rook, can you? Uh, I'm going to verify that opine? first that it's out there. Yeah. Why don't gonna... I? Uh, why don't I play this while Rookie looks that up? Because right. this one's rich. I saw this this morning, and so picture Angie. You know, because you know she's she's a woman of the people. I think so. she's fighting for us. She, she wears blue jeans when she drives her jeep. Are they so mom jeans? When she's sitting in this tap room, she's got the flannel shirt on because oh, you know you she's to. one of us. Because Walls went a long way with a flannel shirt. Tackling our toughest problems starts with listening. I was a lifelong Republican, but Tyler Kistner is with the drug companies. <laughs> you are full of wrong, but I put both parties to lower drug costs. When my husband and I heard that Tyler Kistner was thinking about raising the retirement age, it's like, oh my gosh. I will always protect Social Security it's and like, Medicare. Oh my gosh. I'm always going to fight for Minnesota. Go get him, Angie. I'm Angie Craig, and I approve this message. <laughs> I mean, how can you be with anything when you're an unelected official who's never held an office? Who are the saps buying this crap? (laughs) Honest to God. Tyler Kistner thinks you should work every day of your life until the very last day on earth when you're 95 years old. Come on. Which is what we're going to do, but that's a different story. Correct. That's a spending problem. Yeah. (laughs) Tyler Kistner's against you offing a relative up until death. Yeah. God almighty. I, I do not believe that has been made public yet. Then let's forget it. Okay. Let's uh, just uh, forget it. But he's with the so he is with the drug companies and he's an extremist. Well, and he's in the pockets of big oil. Of oil. Oh, and yeah. And he's an sure. abortion extremist. Sure. Yeah. And he's dangerous. Right. He's dangerous. Yeah. He's just off the rails, is what I he think. Is. The one getting away with the most disingenuousness is Ellison. It's Ellison. It's Without not even close. A doubt. And it's not even close. It's, and it, 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 it just seemed, I just shout at the TV, lies! Lies! You were a defunder! No, no well, no, I wasn't. Just, just, did you see Yes, it? he you, was. You didn't see the debate. Because that's all, that's basically all he kept saying was, no, I wasn't. Well, then provide evidence, Keith, because we all know you're lying about this. <laughs> but there's still idiots that believe him. Yeah. Those idiots are your fellow citizens, my friend. Uh, Downing writes, kudos. How do you say kudos? Kudos. K-U-D-O-S. Kudos to Rookie for acting as a reporter saying, hang on a minute, something ain't right, and setting the 1929 World Series straight. No, it was not the Phillies who defeated the Cubs. That's two National League teams. They wouldn't meet in the World Series. Indeed, it was the Philadelphia Athletics who downed the Cubs in five games in 1929. Okay. And the market crashed. So you don't want a Philadelphia team to win the series. Copy that. Interesting trivia. The winning pitcher in that series clinching game five was Minnesota's own Rube Wahlberg from the tiny, unincorporated town of Greeley, varying, very near the Downing family farm. NBA titles? It was said during Thursday's podcast that Minnesota has no NBA titles. Ever hear of the Minneapolis Lakers, anyone? I'm discounting you on that, Downing. Just sit there and sell your pumpkins. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not not going with the Lakers. Off your homemade trailer, David. (laughs) That big farm wagon you haul down here and stall traffic for seven hours. Because we know he can take it and he can dish it out. That's why. (laughs) Hey, uh, I've got, I'm loaded for bear. Yeah. In terms of uh, audio for today. Good. Speaking of politicians and lies. Today, the most common price of gas in America is $3.39, down from over $5 when I took office. 
No, it wasn't. What the hell is he talking about? It was not $5 for office. And it's not, I, I haven't seen, three, unless you live in Hello? Hastings, it's not three thirty. I paid three seventy nine yesterday. Three fifty nine for me. Can I play it again? Yes. Today, the most common price of gas in America is $3.39, down from over $5 when I took office. Does his handler just whisper in his Does ear? Does somebody yes. correct this no. poor guy? No, no, no. They say to him, just go out there and say anything, Joe. Say whatever just, you want, just Joe. Say what was anything. it like Animal House? Yeah, let him go. He's on a roll. And they're feeding out the tether line like a, like a fishing line. They're yes, feeding yes. it out. Let, when he gets to the podium, they kind of hold it. Hang on. And then, oh, God, he's going to When talk the Germans about gas bombed Pearl Harbor. Don't forget it, he's on a roll. Uh, Mr. President, your thoughts on inflation. And by the way, the food prices, the main driver of food prices, is not the price of beef and eggs, et cetera, although well, they're up. It's packaged goods. Packaged goods. You're going to see people not buying Kellogg's. Uh, raisin bran, which you're going to see them buy another raisin bran, which is going to be a dollar cheaper. I mean, so what's happening is there is real movement. (laughs) What? Say something about raisin bran. I don't know anything. Just say it. Movement. (laughs) Just let them start. Let them keep going. Wow. (laughs) That's how is that any worse than? Look up what was a price of gallon, a price of gasoline per gallon. It was two eighty in January of twenty twenty. Oh wait, uh, wait, when when did he take office? Twenty one. Nope. Right, Joe. Here was the here was the price of a full tank of gas in twenty twenty one. Over a billion two hundred a trillion two hundred billion dollars. Huh? What? <laughs> but no. Wasn't gas comfortably under three bucks a gallon when Biden took office? Biden falsely claims gas prices were over five bucks when he took office. This is from Snopes.com already. All right. Uh, The national average for U.S. gas prices was above five. Okay, uh, when he took false. Uh, Did they give a description? U.S. President Joe Biden falsely claimed that U.S. gas prices were over five bucks per gallon when he took office in January 2021. While speaking in Syracuse, New York, Biden said today the most common price of gas in America is three thirty-nine, down from over five bucks when I took office, according to the Associated Press. Biden was speaking. Uh, okay, that's irrelevant. Uh, do they cite how much it was? Uh, listen, we all know it was the, not five. The average gallon. price of gas when he took off two thirty-nine. Two thirty-nine. All right. Where is everybody to mock him and make fun of that? The same people that mock Trump when, during that July 4th speech when he saluted Chrisley stated uh, that American forces took over the airport airports during the War of Independence. Okay, that's that's a that's a crazy nutty thing, funny yeah. thing to say. But how come the people that criticize Trump for that aren't criticizing Biden for this nonsense, which is uh, equally ludicrous? I actually have a better question. Uh, Mr. President, how much would it cost to get suits to go up and drive grain cart with Kenny this weekend? Over a billion, two hundred, a trillion, two hundred billion dollars. Okay, corns in in the bin. We're done. I've been telling you for years. If you want to, if you want to save gas, do all your errands on a scooter from EcoFund or an electric bike from EcoFund. Those scooters turn urban errands into adventures. Get more than a hundred miles per gallon. How much is Tim going to charge me for one of those? And right now, because you're a GLer, you buy a scooter at EcoFund, the Forest Lo- Lake location or the Burnsville location, you get a hundred bucks off as nice. a GLer, and plus they'll store it for you for the winter. 
and if you want one of those cool uh, Crossfire 200 golf carts, tell them you're a GLer. That's 500 bucks Woo! off. They have the four seat style and the dump box style. I want the dump box to dump kids into into the yard. Uh, and right now, uh, call EcoFun. They're going to take your uh, electric bike, your scooter, and the, a motorcycle, and they'll store it uh, over the winter. And that for about two hundred and sixty bucks, that's where the prices start. I think it's a hell of a deal. That's for the whole season. That includes a full spring tune-up, battery tendering, winterization and storage, and a heated warehouse. Here's the number, because they start picking up in November. 612-321-8867. The Forest Lake store is on 97, immediately west of 35. The Burnsville store is on the service road near County Road 42 off 35E. And uh, this is your home for youth ATVs, helmets, apparel, great service, great people. And right now, just for GLers, take an extra 100 bucks off the price tag of any new scooter or electric bike, plus get free winter storage for any purchases. That's this month. This month is running out. I can't believe how fast this month uh, went by us. You must right. mention GL as this is a GL exclusive. Huh. That's EcoFun Motorsports, EcoFunMotorsports.com. For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms today. Is that the best way to do ads? Yeah. Okay. This guy wears many hats, <laughs> just not indoors. Joe Souchere. Hey, Joe, would you like to hear about my newest ad? <laughs> I'm kidding. Rise and Shine Garage Doors. Hey, they're coming to my place tomorrow to come check out. I got to do something. I don't know what it is. Opener. Complete new system. Have no idea, but that's well, what's, why. What's the presenting problem? Well, I have some issues shutting it, and well, I then think your little your little my radar sensors. beams aren't aligned. But that's why I'm using Rise and Shine because they're not going to over. Well, hell, me. I don't want to take business out of these guys, but hell, I was able to fix that. Plus, I only have the one garage then door you opener. Need them. Then I need callriseandshine.com. Their phone number is six five one. Three zero zero three two five two. That's six five one three zero zero three two five two. It's Rise and Shine Garage Doors, and they're fantastic. And they are our latest client here. We finally have a guy, and that's Josh and Alex. They're the owners, and they're GLers. They have a perfect five star rating on Google and Yelp, and that's because customer service is their number one priority. They do residential, commercial repairs, and installations of all things related to the garage door. Don't forget to ask about the Rooster Club membership that includes a tune-up on an annual basis. <laughs> and just because you don't live in the Twin Cities, they'll still come to you. They're expanding to Rochester, Mankato, St. Cloud, Northfield, and parts of western Wisconsin. Call RiseAndShine.com. 5% discount for seniors and military and AAA members, and they have certified technicians. They're fantastic. Call RiseAndShine.com. Tell them you heard about them here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Speaking of volcanic action, possibly on the horizon in Hawaii, 
Uh, Dear Joe and the gang, I'm a listener from day one, and my occupation is over-the-road driver of truck, and therefore have listened to over 400 audiobooks, mostly history, science, and technology. My main viewing subject matter is the same. There are currently approximately 50 actively erupting terrestrial volcanoes. But what drives me insane is that no one ever mentions the unknown number of actively erupting volcanoes in the deep ocean, particularly in the Ring of Fire. Scientists admit that only 20% of the deep ocean has been mapped, more or less viewed by deep-sea submersibles. We have more accurate mapping that has been done on Mars. In regards to sea temperatures, how much of the warming can be attributed to these volcanoes? And that, uh, that is not even to a mention the amount of greenhouse gases they emit. Man's effect on the planet is a hummingbird fart in a hurricane. Good luck and keep pushing back like an offensive lineman. Please feel free to regard me regarding truck and truck industry. All right. Thank you, Mark. Copy that. He's right. There's all kinds of stuff going on that we don't know anything about. And when it comes to charging batteries, I got a guy here with a great great thought. This is... uh, Oh, Howie, uh, I'm afraid he's onto something here. I'm not afraid. I think he is onto something. Hail the flashlight king. Hail, Hail you. you. Now that's more like it. Hail you know, no. You know what? Is it height that brings down the hail? I you? think so. I no, think he's he kind does of an anchor on the It's show. his delay, I believe. It's it's his delay. Oh, it, it, he does it with us, as far as he knows. Joe, you spoke about charging stations and wait times on Thursday's podcast. Let me let me uh, bring you freshly up to date. We learned yesterday that renters are getting windmilled, right? Because not only are they advised to be renters to be appropriate uh, mysterians, Hold I don't on. need to be far. Oh, no, you got okay. I think when the mayor uses it, it's all right. But they're also instructed they must drive electric cars, only to discover that so far apartment uh, buildings are uh, lacking in some ability to charge these electric cars. Okay, mm-hmm. back to back to uh, Howie. Joe, you spoke about charging stations and wait times on Thursday's podcast. It is true that you can plug your earth-damaging vehicle in and go shopping. What the charging station will do is fine you if you are plugged in and 100% charged, which would apply to anyone who is counting your pennies these days, but probably not for the wealthy. My guess is there will be private clubs set up to have exclusive charging locations that you pay a monthly fee to be able to join and charge when you want to. They will have an attendant that will plug and unplug cars while Muffy is sipping her martinis all day. Then the left will lose their minds and ban all private charging stations because of the effect on minorities. Keep pushing back. I think he's onto something. I can see that happening. If you had an electric vehicle, yep. wouldn't you join a charging club? Yes. Yeah, me yeah. too. Yeah, I would. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, I did that. I got a lot of stuff I want to get to here. Uh, oh, uh, I think I should say this out loud. Okay. Uh, Chris wants to know from St. Stephen, Minnesota, I keep hearing about these audio gold nuggets that Rookie is putting together. Where where are they? As a founding town council member, I can't find them. Uh, By the way, five to six years ago, I essentially pitched you this idea. I called when you were on air and pitched putting together a box set 
of all past shows back to the beginning. You all laughed at me and told me it would never work. What a Where do I file my royalties request? Good luck, Chris from St. Stephen, Minnesota. <laughs> Is your audio trove up yet? Yes. But, yeah. On the town council? Yes. Then why well, can't he find it? Let's address his um, having the idea first. Yeah. He and many other people had the idea, and they all told the wrong people, right. us. Right, right. Because we have no control over that. It, it's up to the people we work for, and they're the ones that did it. So address it to them. Well, can we go back to my question? Why is he having trouble accessing that? Where is it on the town council site? I'm going to look right now. If you go to garagelogic.com. Go to garagelogic.com. If you sign in. You sign in. As you're part of the town council. As a council member. When you get there, yep. it's going to say, all your privileges. And then it's going to say, click here for the full schedule. Yep. It's all available at right where you sign in to be part of the town council. All right. I now, the thing is, you don't, I'm going to guess that he's going to want something specific. Right now, all of the stuff that Rookie has assembled is on a loop. So you hear all keeps, of that stuff that just keeps continuously. I think there's over eight hours worth of stuff right, right. now. Because so technologically, at, we're not ready yet for you to press a button to hear a specific drop. Correct. But uh, you still have access to all of the all of the good stuff. I've been made alert to this, and I don't know what to make of it, but I think we better look at it. And I got this from the Duluth News Tribune. It's an October 19th story. Proposed Aiken County nickel mine gets $114 million from infrastructure bill for North Dakota processing plant. The plan would move processing facilities and tailing storage away from Talon's proposed underground mine near Tamarack, which is in Crow Wing County, and into North Dakota. Mm -hmm. A company hoping to open an underground nickel mine received $114 million bucks from the feds to build a mineral processing facility in North Dakota aimed at supplying the electric vehicle market with minerals used to make batteries. Talon Metal subsidiary Talon Nickel was one of 20 processing and manufacturing companies in 12 states awarded a combined $2.8 billion meant to expand domestic manufacturing of batteries for electric vehicles in the electrical grid, while at the same time they're, they're not doing anything to encourage fossil fuels. Right. The White House said in a news release, okay, the money comes from the federal infrastructure law. Right now, 75% of the battery manufacturing is coming from China, and for some battery components and critical materials, China controls nearly half the global production. Today we're stepping up really to take it back. Not all of it, Biden said in an event at the White House on Monday, I guess this past Monday, adding that the federal government is setting goals and actions to make sure we're back in the game. <clears throat> Talon's award is expected to fund about 27% of construction at its planned or processing facility and tailings management site set for an industrial brown site in Mercer County, North Dakota. Talon is still negotiating a purchase of the site. The plant would be supplied with ore from Talon's proposed Tamarack mine and other sources in North America. The proposed Tamarack mine is Tamarack, Minnesota. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's in the middle of Euphorian Lake Country. Mm -hmm. Why do they want to... Nothing scars the earth more than mining for precious metals. So all you euphorians and liberal Lakers and diversity villains 
who have cabins up that way, I would think you'd want to be made privy to this. Earlier this year, electric car maker Tesla and Talon signed a six-year agreement. Uh, Tesla signs deal to buy nickel from proposed Aiken County mine. Tesla wants to buy 75,000 metric tons, that's 165 million pounds, of nickel concentrate uh, and requiring Talon to begin shipping that concentrate by Jan 1, 2026. Todd Mallon, Talon's chief external affairs officer and head of climate strategy, said the company anticipates completion of the North Dakota processing plant and opening of its Tamarack mine to before 2026. But it has yet to begin the permitting process in Minnesota. Copper nickel mining has never taken place in Minnesota. And it took the proposed PolyMet copper nickel project near Hoyt Lakes in Babbitt 14 years to receive its permits. Hmm. But those have been caught up in litigation for four years. Now, will that all be sped up now because we're being forced to drive electric cars? We'll see. Mallon said the company expects to begin the permitting process in this February. Mallon said the only (laughs) underground mine and tail loading facility would need permits for Minnesota regulators as the processing facility and tailings would be in Minnesota. But the scar in the earth, if I'm understanding all this, that would be here. Well, they call it underground. But there's no, I've seen the pictures of these mines that required to get nickel. It looks like strip mining to me. Yeah, it is. Okay. I think it is. It's it, it's going to be interesting to me to see who provides the pushback on this because you would think that the Euphorians would be pro mine, right? Because they're the because ones they that... want the electric cars. But they but remember, Kenny, they can't link. Right. They think electricity right. comes from the outlet. So instead, it might end up being conservatives. Of course. But then. I think there's an issue there too, John, uh, Joe, because conservatives are all about jobs, right, a- and workers, and etc., etc., etc. So it, everything is mixed up and twisted around and backwards with this. But with Monday's announcement, Talon said it would no longer process minerals at its Tamarack site, which significantly reduces land disturbance and the scope of the environmental review and permitting. Okay, I must say I don't know. So where are they going to put the tailings out in North Dakota? Because they're just throwing raw ore into cars, I'm guessing, railroad cars, you know, shipping them out there. Okay, Malin said said the company would instead send the feedstock by rail from Minnesota to North Dakota, where it will deal with the tailings, the bits of rock left behind after the desired minerals are processed out. Tailings often contain pollutants, namely sulfides, which can form an acid after reacting with oxygen. The area in North Dakota is drier than Minnesota. Additionally, the tailings will be embedded in a cement-like substance and stored similar to other dry-stacked facilities that capture storm water runoff, Mallon said. We see this as directly responsive to what some of the Tamarack area community members have said in our community meetings. 
we think this is a way to address what people's fears were about non-ferrous metals mining in water-rich environment, Mallon said. So perhaps there's already been feedback from the Lake Country homeowners. Paula Maccabee, remember that name? Paula Maccabee yeah. was a city councilwoman? Right. And married to Paul. Uh, Paula yes. Maccabee, Council and Advocacy Director of Environmental Group Water Legacy, cast doubt on the company's plan to return non-tailing waste rock into the underground mine back in Minnesota and said there were other unanswered questions on how the mine would deal with potentially contaminated water. She said federal funding is arriving out of order. I'm concerned that the politics and the money, as usual, are getting out of the gate ahead of the science and far ahead of the reasonable planning, Maccabee said. And so the politicians in their use of our own taxpayer resources are being committed long before there is a project defined, let alone an environmental analysis of the mine. Hmm. Let, me, uh, let me just say this. Uh, this will be. This will have to stay on the GL radar. Oh, one hundred percent. I don't know a great deal about it now. Uh, I don't know if they tend to go up and completely destroy Aiken County uh, with stripping it bare and, and trying to extract the nickel. But this is what you. This is what the Mysterians want. They want electric cars, which has nothing to do with the environment. Therefore, I'm stuck. Mm. Where's the money? Follow the money. Something's happening that has pushed electric car manufacturing to the forefront, and it's not common sense. Hmm. What is it? Well, I think a lot of that money is coming from Elon Musk, isn't it? Yeah. That, that's what's pushing it, right? Quick aside on Elon. Um, he bought Twitter. He did. It, it became official yesterday. He's gassing people left and right. Right. To the point where there's a live camera outside of Twitter headquarters and there's <laughs> people walking out with their stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Basically, 60% of the staff has already been told, Joe, you're not needed. Go, just, man, uh, throw it on, whip it out, put it on the table. Ain't Where on. are you? Where are you here? Uh, I'm, uh, well, I'm, I'm instinctively opposed to electric vehicles. Okay, where do we classify? Is this windmilling? What is, what is this an example of? Well, is, it, is this going to mean that all of the people who think electric vehicles are the answer are willing to see more of pristine Minnesota destroyed? I love that. They've How, just got to be chasing their tail. Ray Stein, weigh in. You live up on Cedar Lake in Aiken, uh, and he has for years, and is a deeply invested in that town, uh, deeply invested in that area. I'm wondering if he has some insight on this. Uh, are, are Minnesotans willing to sacrifice uh, great tracts, T-R-A-C-T-S, of their state, of our state, so that electric batteries can be made? And if you're the typical euphorian answer would be, well, not in my backyard, but I want it done somewhere. What do you mean? You want eight-year-old kids employed to do it in Africa? So this is a bad idea. By the um, way, that pipeline runs right through there too. Mm -hmm. This is a bad idea. Okay, that's you're laying it out now. 
But what is it going to take so, for them to realize that? Now you're on the side of the euphorians, yep. I just would like to point out. Well, not necessarily. It depends on how the euphorians react to this. Because euphorians can't link. Oh, you're right. I am assuming yeah. that they'll be against this. Yeah. Joe, <clears throat> I'm monitoring several different things right now. Does any of it have to do with the show? No. It does. Okay. Uh, but not with the current subject that you're discussing. This is from ABC News. Then why are you why are you interrupting? You know, I was told a while ago when I started working with you to trust your instincts. I was told a while ago that well, what do you uh, got? If, if what you do you got? What do you got? If, it, if it's probably resonating with is the this show. A town ball? So the breaking news is the Fairbowl Lakers are going to open the season April seventh. No. <laughs> breaking news from ABC News. Credible source. I'm listening. The break in at Nancy Pelosi's house is suspected to be targeted. Law enforcement sources have told ABC News the suspect allegedly entered the house through a sliding glass door carrying a hammer and was apparently looking for the house speaker herself. Paul Pelosi's injuries are significant, but according to two sources familiar with the matter, uh, he is expected to fully recover. Uh, If that's the case, holy well, 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 I have a number of observations about that. One, when Pelosi is at her home... She has a protective group with her. Detailed security? A detail with her, which uh, either the thug didn't know or fill in the blanks. Uh, I'm 72 hours away from understanding what really took place here. Okay. In other words, she would have security, you would think, Forget the human security she would have. Right. You would think the house itself had security systems. Right. Not just and an unlocked sliding door. And this thug was able to open an unlocked sliding door and walk in and conk this guy over the head. Initially, I get a I I something's. I'm 72 hours away from understanding what this be. And my mind's racing with a number of possibilities, mm-hmm. none of which I will state publicly because I need 72 hours. Does it have anything to do with the timing of said? That's one of mine. That's what I was thinking. Uh, But... This is horrific. It would, I don't care what side of the political aisle you vote on. This is this is horrific. Oh, it's, it's terrible. And and how did this thug... Uh, why did this thug presume she was at home? I don't know. Uh, we're a long way from understanding what really took place here. But I have to think... That she's in a very protected, uh, I don't know if they're in a gated community, but I have to think that their multi-million dollar residents would have the latest in alarm technology. Because they moved to Florida, correct? They are moving to Florida, aren't they? Or they're in the process of it. Because I remember that was kind of a big deal because of the state of California being in such disarray that... She decided to pick up and move to Florida. That was a talking point a while back. This is neither here nor there, nor apropos of this fellow getting conked on the melon, but I can't remember which show it was that had an interview with her at home. It was uh, James Corden late night when they were going through a freezer looking at ice cream. I was going to say, how out of touch was that woman? Very much so. To show a struggling America her, her expensive array of ice cream. I just was stunned. Well, by it was that. the definition of third rail living. I was just stunned by it. Yeah. Well, How it's a. It was something we learned about long, long time right. ago. Don't alienate, in our case, your listeners by you know bragging about stupid things we get to do that they don't. We don't even get to do anything stupid that they don't. 
Although right. there is a guy offered me a ride in a Stearman airplane. Yeah, I that, wouldn't that, take him up that, on that. that. That Reavers won't take. You know, and, and I know a lot of GLers are very. Somehow. There's a lot of GLers that are very, very jealous that they don't get to drive grain cart. And uh, I just, to them, I just want to say, tough. Too bad. Tough bean. Sorry. Grain <laughs> cart. Yep. Can but we go back to the. the I, I just want to make one more point about this mine. I think Paula Maccabee has a really good point. The money is leading the way here. Right. Should we really be financing this tailings processing plant before any of the permitting is being done? Should we really have Tesla behind all of this before did, any of this is, you know? Did federal money lead the way to make sure Burt Johnson quickly built a gas station in 1910? Oh, that's a great point. You're did right. Did federal money lead the way? No, it didn't. Great point. But this is, these are government automobiles. These are government mandates. These are government batteries. And if you think you're saving the earth, you just haven't done your homework. Do you, what is your sense on the public awareness of this story? Zero. That's what, kind of what I thought. But at some point, it will come to fruition that everybody will realize this. It'll be too late. Yeah, and it'll be too late. And they'll just have to, well, uh, or for the sake be, of the... You'll be living on a scarred earth. Scorched. That's pretty good country to rip up, too, like you say. It's all right. Yeah. It's, eh, just fill it's it with lake country, man. Yeah, a lot of lakes. <gasps> fill it with lake water. Ripple. We'll have another lake. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll just... I mean... Really... And I've been telling you about spiral light candles are for some fun? time. They are fun. They're a great conversation piece, Such, and they burn in a circular motion. They're not boring candles. All you have to do is go to their website, spiralightcandles.com, purchase one like these people did. I got some reviews here. Saw this candle in Dollywood in Tennessee and was very interested to see how it would burn. I bought the lilac one. It was amazing. I loved watching the wick burn. And the bonus second wick to light was just awesome. The smell was very fragrant, but not overwhelming. I loved it so much, I ordered another one. This time, Evergreen, highly recommend. Thank you, Karen. Also, another review is the Garage Logic Candle is my first, and it's great. Thanks for designing these. I'm not going to read every review because I, I only have should. one moment here to, uh, <laughs> to fill in here. I can't put five pounds of you-know-what into a two-pound bag, but I'll tell you what. You are going to be pleased if you buy your Spiralite candle and you give it as a hostess gift. Or be selfish. Keep it for yourself. Stop burning boring candles. Go to SpiralightCandles.com. Select your size. Select your color. Select your scent. Bingo, bango, bongo. It's a garage logic company, and the fa it's a family business. And they do work hard, and they're very choosy as to where they sell their candles. Online, you can get everything. So if you don't see them in the stores, go to spiralightcandles.com, purchase your candle, and let them know that you listen to the Garage Logic podcast. Write a review as well, spiralightcandles.com. I'm trying to hear this song. Patrick, 
I think the flowers take an amphetamine. Something happened to him. Man. Yeah. <laughs> happened to him. No, he's loosened up, man. He's ready he's to go. Loosened up. He took a while for those old bones to get moving like they should have, huh? I want Apparently. the record to show I didn't ever panic about the wild. I figured they'd be all right. Yeah. Well, they. Uh, you know, when you when you give up one or two instead of seven, that helps. So. Uh, Anyway, yeah, they uh, they tightened her up to say the least. He got them playing the way they uh, they wanted them to play, and uh, it, it took a while. Nice little road trip though. Ottawa was hot, and they cooled them yeah, off. They'd won four straight. In fact, so Patrick, wasn't that your uh, observation after the first couple of weeks when they allowed seven and six? He said, "I think they ought to tighten her up on their own end." <laughs> They're at Detroit Saturday. They're at Chicago Sunday before they become before they come home Tuesday to face Montreal. There was a time when you mentioned not that long ago when you mentioned Detroit and Chicago, and there was trepidation right. in the voices. But uh, the Blackhawks have been the Blackhawks seem to be a little better, and uh, Detroit's won a couple. But it's a long way from uh, where those. Uh, where the Blackhawks were winning cups, and then before them, the Red Wings were winning cups. You know who they How got? The Red Wings win the three, four in there, about three, and then oh yeah, period when they were good. Yeah. Guess who comes yeah. to town next Thursday? The uh, Fighting Kraken. Oh, the Kraken will be here. Yeah, That's good. The uh, the uh, name uh, uh, Mackey went to a game last night. He said, uh, Yeah. He and his uh, wife were uh, down near the stadium, and they kept looking at. Uh, they were having a sandwich, and they kept looking for the prices to fall on uh, for the tickets. And they got one right at they got two right at the end that were a lot cheaper than uh, what's what's the website you go to uh, StubHub, Chris StubHub. Yeah, they were looking at StubHub, and they were watching them drop and drop and drop, and then they got in pretty good. But so the Kraken draw, I haven't even looked at their oh, box yeah, scores. They were packing them in. Yeah, yeah, they were sold out from the get go. But uh, oh, you know, you're playing the Canucks. Although the Canucks should be their rival, right? Should yes. Right you know door. what the name of their arena is, don't you, Patrick? This will get the mayor oh, going. It's all about the earth, isn't it? Climate Pledge Arena. Yeah. Climate Pledge. But is, climate, is, is Climate Pledge a company? Or I'm going to look it? that up. Um, you know what they did? They basically rebuilt the old Coliseum. They, uh, they. I mean, it's the same. It's it's a completely new building, but I think they put it on the same site. So kind of like the Metrodome. The and, Seattle Center. Yep, it was the site of the 1962 World's Fair. Really? Yep. Hmm. Say, Pat, I continue to. Wish we had a Gates of Lease piece on. We, on we, uh, by the way, he's still alive. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wanted to do a Tom Brady piece. He's now lost three in a row for the first time in, what, 20 years or something? Yes. Yeah, right. Like that. Last night they were, I didn't watch much of it, but uh, he, he looks suddenly looks his age. And his personal life has fallen apart. They've, they're divorced now, or they filed for it, or whatever you do. Yeah, they filed for divorce. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, that might. You know, having a bad football team, and when you go home and and Giselle's not there anymore with the kids, that might make a guy depressed. I, I think so. I think mm-hmm. so. I have your answer. Uh, yes. The naming rights of the original Key Core concluded at the end of the 2010 year, but the building maintained the Key Arena name until its 2018 closure. On June 25th of 2020, 
Amazon bought the naming rights to the arena. In a departure from usual corporate naming, Amazon dedicated the arena naming to bringing attention to climate change. It also announced that the venue would be the first zero-carbon arena in the world powered exclusively by renewable energy, including both on-site and off-site solar. I hope the ice melts. Well, maybe they got some of those big wind turbines out there. Is this their second year in existence? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, yes. And Kraken yes. is a sea monster of some Serpent. kind. Sea monster, yeah. very, very good for uh, selling uh, jerseys, for sure. And, you know, the guys, they're doing everything. You know who who was running that team? The two lie wickies, and uh, Sperling was in on it, and also uh, one of the other geniuses from the uh, – from the well, the original Wild, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, Todd Lewicki was Todd and Tim Wilicki. One was the first guy with the uh, with the Timberwolves, and one was the first guy with the Wild. And then, uh, and now they're 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 co-owners of the franchise out there. Uh, they got some marketing geniuses out there, man. Well, I'm going to ask you something that's uh, a little off track, but do you know why South Carolina's team name is the Gamecocks? Well, it's a fighting chicken. It's a fighting rooster, domestically raised. Why do you think they're yeah. called the Gamecocks? I did a little tutorial on this for some family members. Um, I have no idea. I think just I thought it was just a good local name, and they had some. Maybe back in the old days, they had some good chicken fighting out behind the barn. The uh, a a prime revolutionary war hero, a South okay. Carolinian named Thomas Sumter, for whom the fort is named, yes, right, right, was right. was called on the battlefield the Fighting Gamecock. Oh, really? Yeah. But but how did he get that? Yeah, but what? what well, in other words, in other the words, there's a lot of history there. Let's say, in fact, maybe a little more history than a gopher. Here's the deal, Roycey. Gophers have plenty of traditions. Yeah. Here's the deal, Roycey. They couldn't call him the Fighting Big, you know. so they cleaned it up for the kiddos you know my uh my friend wicker you know the uh, tar heels yeah always always uh you know or the north carolina tar heels and it's because uh someone describing the revolution of the civil revolutionary war or civil war whatever they they fought like they had tar on their heels Right. right they were slow and sluggish uh, no, no, fast tar on their heels, tar on their heels. They were, they were, they couldn't be moved. They couldn't be moved, right? Okay. That's how he said, "Boy, I'm glad they didn't say it was they had bleep on their heels." You know? <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> seals. That's what brilliant. <laughs> the bleep yeah, heels. The seals. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, whatever, whatever. Yeah. It would, it What's been, Rutgers' uh, team name? The Knights. Scarlet Knights. Scarlet They're Knights. in town tomorrow. Yes, they are. Yeah. It's been quite an addition to the Big Ten. Yeah. Now, they do, they had a little period when they were still in the Big East when uh, Greg Schiano was the coach, and uh, he was pretty successful. They went off to the pros and failed miserably. He's back there now, so they're not quite as bad as they've been, but... Uh, it would the Gophers are fourteen and a half, so you you can play three games like they played and still be a fourteen and a half point favorite over somebody. Uh, people don't think that somebody's very good, right? Right, right. And I think tickets are available for tomorrow's tilt. 
I'd guess you could get in. It's yeah. going to be a gorgeous Not, day. Yeah, that's true. Pat, you got hey, a World Pat. Series tingle yet? I, uh, I I want Dusty to win one. I want Houston to win. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they've been in, uh, this is the fourth one. Uh, they, a lot of people want to put an asterisk on the, uh, uh, the, the championship they won in 2017 by being very creative. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just, just cheated a little bit. And, uh, <laughs> but I, I'd like to see, I'd like to see Dusty win one. And, uh, he's 70 some years old. He's gotten fired different places after winning 90 games. And, uh, he kind of had to walk into that mess and calm things down. So, uh, I'm, I'm for him, but either way is fine. You know, Philadelphia is, uh, I, I like Houston in about five. I think Houston will beat them quick. But Kenny you know. and I are in favor of whatever causes to have more shots of Kate Upton, so that's what we're rooting well, for. Well, Verlander pitches tonight. Correct. Yeah. So you might yeah. get a Kate shot. Yes. Yeah. Well. Don't they I mean, have urchins now? How's Kate, how's Kate looking after the babies? Um, Very good, Pat. Better. Yeah. Still looking good. <laughs> Kenny looking says good. better. Better. <laughs> mm-hmm. Those kids, though, God Almighty! No, motherhood makes mom sexy. Believe me. <laughs> Has she? Uh, uh, does she have a career? I'll not, say she's not doing much anymore. Well, though, wasn't she, she a big time model? Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, has she stifled that to be a mom? Well, I'm sure she's full time mom now. Oh, yeah. Well, that says something about two her. Kids. Yeah. yeah. That's a career. Did they name the kids they, after planets or anything like that? I don't think so. <laughs> I, don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. I have no idea. But, uh, you know, if he was, uh, you know, he, he's not been distracted. He's remained a good pitcher. You know, some people would have just said, the hell with baseball, I'm staying home constantly. So but, let's uh, say he's let's say he's rolling tonight and he's firing on all cylinders and Houston has a three nothing lead going into the six. He pitches the six. He gets them all one two three. He won't be out for the seventh. Uh, clear. Uh, Houston is not as uh, paranoid about that. Dusty is not as paranoid. I about hope that. so. If he's, if he's cruising, he'll let him pitch the seventh, especially in the playoffs. Now the funny thing is, his first playoff start, he got bombed, and then they blew the game by Seattle, and then they. Seattle blew that game. And, Has he ever and won a postseason game? Oh, yeah. He's just never won a World Series game. Mm, yeah, he how has, many has he been he? in? Uh, was he, how many has he been in? Just with Detroit. Well, what did I read? Uh, never mind. I forgot what I read. I thought mm-hmm. he never won something. I, you know what? Uh, I heard that Robbie Rob Thompson was coaching Philadelphia, right? Yeah. And I presumed he was old second baseman who'd been a coach with a bunch of oh, teams. Oh, that's what I it's thought just, too. It's just some minor, it's just some guy who was kicking around in their minor leagues for years who got added to the staff. So it's a different Robbie Thompson, I found that out. It's not the, it's not the old second baseman. He's, he's kind of like the guy at uh, Atlanta, you know, that just got brought up out of the minors and put him on a coaching staff, and then somebody got fired and he replaced him and did well. So. Holy cow, Joe, you're right. I have Justin Verlander's postseason pitching in front of me. He has not won a World Series game. He's uh, He was 0-2 in 2019 with the Strohs. He was 0-1 in 2017 with Houston. 
He was 0-1 in 2012 with Detroit, and he was 0-2 in 2006 with Detroit. Thank you. I rest my wow. case. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, he's a failure then. Never. I don't Miserable failure. Him. Who would, who would <laughs> want him on his Who would want Verlander? <laughs> yes, right. When you got uh, when you got uh, Dylan Bundy, who needs uh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> we hired a new trainer, though, I heard yesterday. Yes, we got a new trainer, a 50-year-old trainer who only three years ago was named Trainer of the Year. Really? Out in Oakland. So, uh, yeah, good luck. We'll uh, we'll see if uh, we'll see if they're they're doing their jumping jacks wrong. We're gonna get we're gonna straighten them out here. We're gonna get. I, I was back. kind of amused to see they canned the trainer like yeah. it's his fault. You know, what they don't the do hell? jumping jacks anymore. You don't see much of the jumping jacks no. anymore, do you? Well, the fellas come to camp, and and how much is going to be made out of this ridiculous statistical oddity that there are no black players in the World Series? Really? Yep. Wow. First time since 1950. There's Dominicans and Latins. And... Yeah, yeah they, there's, there's certainly not a lack of minorities with Houston. I'll right. That. They got about their whole pitch. There are they plenty of fellows of color in the World Series. Yes, yes. Well, there's no black players. It's just a, just a testimony to what's happened to a baseball when it comes to attracting the best black athletes. They're playing other sports. They're Those kids in the inner city football. are not playing baseball, are they? No, they aren't. And, uh, you know, that's just a matter of fact. And thank God, uh, you know, when they baseball, I think it's 8% black, American black athletes in the big leagues, 8 9%. And it was in the high, it was in the mid-20s. In the '60s, when they dominated the All-Star Games, isn't that something? I think if we had not uh, discovered the uh, joys of the Dominican and the Venezuela, and uh, uh, more so than ever in those in Puerto Rico and those places, just think of what the talent would look like now. Oh boy! Uh, the Latin Americans have uh, done a fine job becoming the uh, source of uh, tremendous uh, talent. That's Are you right. taking in the Rutgers tilt tomorrow? Uh, no, I'm going to be at your alma mater to see them play San Diego with first place in the Pioneer League on the line. Fantastic. And I, think you should, I think you should be there. All right. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> I'll probably see you there. But, but you might as well stay where you live and drive as far as the walk, as far as the parking's concerned. Right. It's a little difficult. <laughs> yes, it is. I'll talk Bye-bye. to you Monday. Bye. All right. Uh, I want to tell you that... Uh, we were talking about gas before and gas prices. Every automobile manufacturer has improved gas mileage, particularly Volkswagen, with a great family of Volkswagen SUVs available at Schmel's Countryside Volkswagen in Maplewood on the corner of Highway 36 and 61. The uh, Taos, the Tiguan, the uh, family size seven passenger Atlas with 50,000 pound towing capability. These are wonderful automobiles. I have traded uh, with Schmelz for years. They're a generational dealership. They're the, one of the last, if not the last, truly family-owned dealership in the Twin Cities. They don't own 50 stores, and they stay in business because they offer great service and great inventory and great deals on their inventory. And as I say, it's pretty convenient. It's on that southeast quadrant of Highway 36 and 61 in Maplewood, 
And uh, the kid uh, who wanted the Atlas will just have to wait. They ended up with something else. Oh. But they're all set now. All right. Uh, but that Atlas will have to wait for him. But that, you know what an Atlas is? Something to aspire to. There you go. Any good car is. And uh, Volkswagens are good cars, and Schmelz Countryside has them. SchmelzVW.com. I got another great email from Christy saying, Thank you, Reavers. My husband and I contacted Hofferman Water, and we are going to get a new drinking system for our kitchen. I'm telling you right now, drinking systems from Hofferman Water and Connecticut is a life changer. I absolutely love my drinking water system, and I know that you will too. Connecticut Water, yep, they are the best. They offer sales and service treatment systems that includes water softeners, iron rust, and odor filtration systems, and as I mentioned, drinking water systems. And that's because a new system from Connecticut and Hofferman Water can do so many things that other water softeners just simply cannot do. It will cut down on your salt usage, but it's also going to protect your appliances. Bad water's awful, and it's also going to affect almost every aspect of your home. You get that new system from Connecticut, boy, you're made in the shade. Your showers are better. Your laundry is better, and plus your drinking water is going to be so much better. And think of all the money you're going to save buying bottled water over the course of the year. Get in touch with my friends at Hofferman Water today. I've been a customer of Hofferman Water and Connecticut for years, and I am so happy, and you will be too. It's made an amazing difference in the quality of my water. 952-894-4040. That's 952 952- 894-4040 or just visit HoffermanWater.com. It's Hofferman Water, proudly serving the state of Minnesota for over 50 years. Please tell them that you heard about them here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Finally, thank God today is Friday. Shop door is up. We're kicked back, and I need to talk to one person here. A guy I I can't help but feel is my best friend, Derek Barry of Vice Grip Garage on YouTube. Derek, Seafoam is made for what you and so many of us do. I see you using other chems. I don't know. That, in my opinion, aren't <laughs> as good as Seafoam. It really does help in all the steps you take to get those roadworthy rescues back on the highways and byways. Add it to the oil. It breaks up the carbon in the crankcase, makes that oil pump purr like a shop lion. Before you dump in new tranny juice, try Seafoam Tranny Tune to help ease that old beauty out of the cattails and back up on the road. You almost the fuel al- make it happen. Well, you almost always throw in new sparkulators, new air mask. Before you clean that fuel-making happener and drain the gas can- uh, tank, you should be either using a gulp of Seafoam motor treatment in that old gasoline, or better yet, I'd love to see that beautiful thick cloud of white smoke coming out of the tail later. When you dump a whole can into that struggling fuel-making happener. And Derek, here's the good part. You can buy it almost everywhere in the country. Auto parts stores, hardware stores. You know those C stores where you go to get juice to lube the back neck? It's there too. It's our local Minnesota company with a global reach. A true miracle in a world of bad gas. And made specifically for you, Derek Berry of Vice Grip Garage. It's Seafoam. Stacy, the GL geologist, who is a member of the town council, thus listening live, 
lets us know that the mine in Tamarack, the Talon Metals, will be a very deep underground mine. So maybe I don't know how you mine for precious metals. When I've seen these mine pictures of them, they're, the earth is, uh, is raw, looks raw. Others are wondering if the chickens have large talons. Yes, they do. Okay. <laughs> I have two notes of exercise. Huh? I have two notes on exercise. Okay. Uh, this uh, guy in Pennsylvania, John Fetterman. Oh, yes. His yes. wife is named Giselle Fetterman. She is. And she says swimming in the United States is very racist. Oh, my. Yeah. I didn't know that. And, and because uh, that's just how she feels about it because she's nuts, too. Well, what, black people aren't allowed at the swimming hole? Uh. I don't Giselle, remember hearing that. Giselle Fetterman began speaking about the lieutenant governor's mansion in Pennsylvania and how the couple wanted to open up the pool to the public in an effort to right some of the wrongs of racist swimming. Okay. While we did not want the mansion, that mansion came with the pool I wanted, and the dream was to make this a public pool and turn it into the people's pool and ensure that young people across Pennsylvania could learn how to swim and have water safety and kind of work to, to right some wrongs, Giselle Fetterman said. I don't think she has had a stroke. It sounds uh, like it, but no. Historically, she, swimming in America is very racist. Oh, my God. She's so terrifically out of touch. And usually oh. when you look at drowning statistics, oh. it usually affects children of color because of lack of access, she said. All right. She's so out of touch, Joe. There's swimming programs for children all over this country, and I know uh, definitely in Minneapolis, St. Paul, at all the public pools. It's 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 a it's a thing, my dear. The remark came after a Rolling Stone reporter called Giselle Fetterman the de facto candidate in the Pennsylvania Senate race for her role in the campaign following her husband's stroke. The reporter later deleted the tweet and altered her description of Giselle Fetterman from being the de facto candidate to a key surrogate for her husband. There's a picture of her here. She has a, a very impressive upper body. Okay. You know, that's how I state that. And she, a very tiny, tiny brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was apparently speaking for her husband... Well, he stood next to her, telling reporters he would not be answering any of their questions. Oh, my. Are you seeing what I'm seeing no. while ignoring what Joe is saying? Why? I have breaking news. Right before you go, I'll give it to you. All right. Because I have that second note on exercise. Yeah, I want you to get through that first. Well, then I have this day in history. Yeah, and this happened on this day in history today. Statue of Liberty was unveiled. Is that what you were going to say? No. Okay. Well, we learn now, this is a study. you got to have a study. You have to. This is out of Leicester. Leicester, United Kingdom. All we need now is a seven-minute walk to ward off heart disease. <laughs> That's it? Seven? We're down to seven minutes. What was it before? Fourteen. Okay. Uh, according to a new study, scientists in the U.K. say doing more exercise doesn't do much to risk your to reduce your risk from cardiovascular conditions. Researchers add that easy activities such as washing the car or doing laundry 
which have counted as exercise, are not enough to stave off heart problems. However, going on brisk walks for seven minutes is, is enough to keep the condition at bay. What a relief. Man, I this is going to save me some time. <laughs> I bet I walk to the bathroom more than seven times a day. Well, there you you're covered. <laughs> when the when people did more exercise overall, but the amount of moderate to vigorous exercise they did remained the same, there was little improvement in heart health. Uh, uh, I don't want to read this. It's all BS because tomorrow it'll be you need fifteen minutes, six so, minutes. So. <laughs> Uh, but you can do it seven minutes now. I'll be damned. That's... D- Kenny, do you want me to play my audio before I'll, or after your breaking I'll news? I'll be dipped. I'll be play, dipped. Play your audio. This, uh, Joe, the... Well, I'm not done with the show. The, well, aren't you going to this day in history? Yeah. The governor, Tim Walls, and Scott Jensen had a debate today uh, on NPR News. Okay. This audio is courtesy of Alpha News when Governor Walls was act, asked about um, vaccinations with children attending school. All right. But okay. can we stay on topic a little bit, Tim? I mean, well, are you going to tell parents the that their kids can go to school worked. if they say no to the COVID-19 vaccine? Are you or not? The misunderstanding with the job of governor is so apparent. I, can, you, can I give him some more time on this? Because I think Minnesotans be very clear on this. There's a process that will come forward on recommendations. Right now, there is no plan to do that. The answer is no, we are not doing that. We will see what future iterations of COVID bring. We will see what happens with some of the new variants. But to make this pledge, Scott is saying no matter what happens, we would never look at it. There's a process in place. It's not the governor's decision to make. And this is, once again, he's already made the pledge that he wouldn't do that. So we get a variant that comes on that starts killing children. Scott's already made that pledge. There's nothing he's going to do about that. That's not governing. That's grandstanding. There was a piece on Five Eyewitness News last night on a tremendous spike in the last two years in the death of pregnant women. Mm, yes, yes. And uh, I'm, I'm not a conspiracist on this. But not one, and, and, and they say COVID was, is largely a factor in this. But so I'm wondering, what factor is the vaccine? That's a great question. And it's never, that wasn't addressed. I don't know that it is a factor. And the fact that you even ask this aloud, what happens? You're a denier. Yeah. You're labeled. You're just by the mere fact of you asking a question. But it's a horrible increase in the death of pregnant women. There was also an increase in children with respiratory illnesses. And some are citing the fact that a lot of those kids that had that also had the vaccine. Well, another thing that's being cited is a lot of those kids were so sheltered for two years and they're very young that they've never really had a chance to develop an immune system. Well, that and we, why don't we hammer home how awful this distance learning idea was. Well, the test scores bear that out. Correct. Yeah. And that's the type of thing that Jensen needs to be hammering home here. Only because they come to us all the way from Marloth Park in Mpumalong, in Mpumalanga, South Africa, from the traveling Lymans at Worldwide Waftage. Uh, it was on this day in 1834. Joe, today is October 28th. Henry H. Sibley arrived at St. Peter, uh, at St. Peter's, that was Mendota, completing a journey on horseback from Prairie Duchesne. Hmm. I guess that was a big deal, huh? Yeah. 
On this day in 1919, Congress passed the Volstead Act, mm. setting in motion the prohibition of liquor sales nationwide. Andrew J. Volstead, congressman from Minnesota, had introduced the bill. Yep. yep. Is it any surprise that that came from the state where nothing is allowed? No, it isn't. <laughs> On this day in 1949. October 28th. President Truman appointed Eugenie Moore Anderson of Red Wing as ambassador to Denmark, making her the United States' first woman ambassador. Huh. So the firsts were in play 73 years ago. Way back when. Mm-hmm. And finally, on this day in 1990, popular candidate John Grunseth. Ooh, Mr. Grunseth. Remember that? I don't. Mm-hmm. Well, he was in a swimming pool full of kids or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't. No. Popular candidate John Grunseth withdrew from the gubernatorial race. Grunseth had been affected by incumbent Rudy Boschwitz's mudslinging campaign. Uh, but his candidacy was ultimately destroyed by accusations of sexual impropriety. Grunseth's withdrawal opened the door for Arnie Carlson, state auditor, to run on the Republican ticket. Discussed with the entire campaign helps Car- uh, Carlson win, and he proved to be a popular governor. I'm not sure Grunseth was ever found guilty of any sexual impropriety. But you know how the politic gossip works. That doesn't matter. Apparently he was in the pool and a bunch of, uh, I don't remember it exactly, but younger people than him were in the pool. I don't believe it, but I'm seeing it with my own peepers. Yeah. I don't believe it, but I guess I have to. It's right in front of me. Looking right at it. Looking right at it. Thank you. And Kenny, you've waited patiently. What is it I have to learn? On this day, Reavers. Okay. On this day, Reavers. Oh, October 28th. Today, this morning, the singer-pianist, hell-raising, larger-than-life, rock-and-roll pioneer, and cousin-marrying, inbred, creepy McCreeperson, Jerry Lee Lewis, has died. Aww. He was 187 years old. Did he die today? Yeah, according to uh, Twitter. He died. He died. Great balls of fire. Is that he, breaking anywhere? Yeah, on Twitter, 87. Well, I don't count Twitter. Twitter's a bunch of BS. Uh, It's from Variety Magazine. Well, you'd think something like that would be on Trump, huh? I mean, on On Trump. uh, On Drudge? Jesus. Trump. Yep, it is. Jerry Lee Lewis dead at the age of 87. Joe has confirmed it. (laughs) Have you you seen the picture of the old, old, old Jerry? No. That's the kind of guy you would uh, give a wide berth to in the hallway if he was in a wheelchair. Jerry Lee Lewis, rock pioneer and great balls of fire singer, dies in 87. This is from Variety. Uh, I will take their word for that. He was 87 years old. Uh, He was erroneously reported to have died yesterday. Judith, his loyal seventh wife, was by his side when he passed away at his home in DeSoto County, Mississippi, south of Memphis. What was his 13-year-old cousin's... Oh, I was right. I was going to guess Myra. It was Myra Brown. Mm -hmm. Married him in 1957 at the age of 13. Jerry Lee Lewis was 22. That kind of gave him a bad image, didn't it? Well, not down south, but uh, uh, among the rest of us, yeah. A whole lot of shaking going on. Yeah. Uh, Dan was listening to us via the Garage Logic Town Council. 
which you can do, by the way, for just 10 bucks a month or $100 a year, sign up at garagelogic.com, and you get all sorts of 24-7 access. He had a subject line, Joe, of Climate Pledge Arena tidbit. Mm-hmm. Just a cool sideline on the Climate Pledge Arena, locally known as The Clip. So I'm going to guess Dan lives out that way. The roof of Key Arena was designated as a historical landmark due to the construction during the World's Fair, along with the Space Needle. When, the reconstructed, when they reconstructed the arena for the Kraken, they had to actually lift up the roof and rebuild the entire project underneath and then set the roof back down on top. The climate garbage notwithstanding, it was a pretty cool project, and there are documentaries on it. I bet that's fascinating. I'll be damned. On their wedding night, uh, Myra was reported to say, <laughs> goodness gracious, great balls of fire. He did that entire thing to get that <laughs> that's one That's why he in. wanted to do it, isn't And it? that's why he's that's the exactly soul man. That's exactly why you wanted to do it. <laughs> and that's why he's the soul man. How do you marry a 13-year-old? <laughs> You're a very twisted that individual. That is just so messed up. That's just gross. so wrong. It's just gross. That's just, and a cousin. Ugh. The daughter of his bass player. <laughs> oh, that's just terrible. I wonder how she's doing these days. Isn't that? Didn't she call him Uncle, Uncle Jerry, Daddy Jerry? It's just not good. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Boy, there's a picture of him here on his deathbed. Yeah, Uh, Freddy Krueger. I mean, it doesn't look good. Oh God, help us! You know he's burning in hell today. I don't know. GLers, do us a favor and hit the subscribe button on the Garage Logic YouTube page if you look up Myra Gale, Kenny. Seriously, let's see if she's still around. M-Y-R-A. You can also Myra follow Gale. us along on all of our social media channels. Don't take channels. us out yet. Why? I want to know if Myra's still around. It's Myra Gale Brown. Whatever. Um, Your images. Said. It's running out. Uh, she's all right. No, but she alive. Yes. Oh, I don't know. Oh. We'll never know. It's too late. The show is... Do you think Carrie Underwood should win the CMA's Entertainer of the Year Award? That's going to do it, GLers.